0: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine, come on in. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the scary host, the freaky host, the ghost with the most. That's right, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 31st favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of scariness. That's right, everybody, it is October, that is right, one of my favorite months, and because of that, it is Horror Month all month on the Nerd Pool Podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be counting down... Ten of my favorite lesser-known horror movie people—the ones that you might know of, but they just don't get that recognition they deserve. They don't get the the iconic status of a Leatherface or a Mike Myers or Jason Voorhees, the the iconic horror movie villains that we we know and we fear. So we're just going to kick it right off at number ten with the Collector, no name given. Just The Collector. He is from the movie The Collector or The Collection. He is someone... Some actually thought that originally this was supposed to be the prequel to the Saw films and that The Collector was actually Jigsaw. If you've ever seen either one of these films, you know that The Collector is a guy who collects people. That's what he does. He goes into your house and he will throw you in a trunk and he collects you and he brings you to his house of terror and torture and he keeps you there and does with you as he pleases. As you see people trying to save the people or going through the house as he tries to collect people, he sets up traps kind of like a home alone, but in a more sadistic way. Razor blades cutting through your feet, cutting through your Achilles tendons, explosions, gunshots, just massive amounts of carnage and violence that can proceed with him through these films. He is a very sadistic killer. He has only appeared in two films. The first one did well. The second one didn't do so well. And it, it, it's really a, a shame because I thought that these were a great play on what could be a great film franchise. For the quote-unquote gore porn horror movies that people seem to love. The Saw's, the hostels, um things like that. The overall look of the character was good as he was just simple. He was dressed in all black with a black mask. That was it. There was nothing, you know, he didn't have this this mask on. He didn't have anything that made him just this iconic look. He just was a man dressed in all black. We don't know what he looked like without the mask. And I think that's part of it. We don't know if he's deformed. We don't know if he's white, black, Mexican, Asian. We don't know what he is. And that kind of added to the the mystique of him. And because of that, I had to put him on this list because the collectors, if you've seen it again, they are very gory... And just make you cringe movies, but in a good way. Moving on to number nine comes from the Wrong Turn franchise, which the first one and two were great, and three was okay, and they kind of started tapering off, as they tend to do when they start going direct to DVD. But that is Three Fingers, the titular character that has been featured in pretty much every Wrong Turn franchise. He's been played by multiple. Characters, so I'm not going to name all the actors, because I think it's different actors played him in every one of them. But he is the small brother of the original three from the Wrong Turn movies. He has three fingers on his hands. That's why he gets the term three fingers. He is an inbred, backwoods, hillbilly, murderous psycho. He doesn't talk. He just has a cackle about him. He's very gaunt-looking, stringy blonde hair, very deformed and misshapen malnourished as he is the one that is not you know he he gets fed less the least out of all of them but he is a part of a bigger family of backwoods hillbilly inbred cannibals from the wrong term franchise he's been like i said put in every one of them he is very good with a bow and arrow very dangerous with his knife and he's been killed probably more than any character in the film as he keeps coming back from explosions and stab wounds and gunshots, the man just won't die and i don't know if that's a supernatural power just hillbilly blood or what it is but he is a very creepy looking individual with his overalls and his dirty disheveled just you know rancid looking clothing and just the deformity the the teeth the over exaggeration of features the fact that he only has three fingers on one hand on his hand yet he is still one of the baddest killers In horror movie franchise history. And I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. Because the movies aren't as iconic as they should be. But he has been in six films as of now. And he is again the titular character. That has been linking every one of them together. So for that I've got to put him on this list. As one of the less known iconic horror movie villains of all time. Moving on to number eight. We have The Jin. From Wishmaster One, Two, and Three. Again, this has been played by multiple characters. He is an evil genie of the Jin descent. The Jins were an evil race that were put here when God created the earth. He created light, which created angels, which created man, which, and the fire created the Jin. The Jinn are just evildoers who take your wishes and turn them into evil thoughts and evil practices. He is very powerful, he is almost impossible to kill, very very powerful, except he can only use his power when he's wished for by a mortal, and after all three wishes are completed by a mortal, the Djinn will reign the earth and kill basically all humans and reign supreme over the earth. The character looks like a a demon, he's horned like a ram, he's got a demon face, fangs, greyish, greenish skin, very tall, built... It is a scary-looking monster movie monster, as made for by uh, the late great Wes Craven. This, I mean, he he is serious, He is one of the best-looking villains there is out there. The movies didn't do as well, so that might be why he isn't as known as some of the other, you know, iconic people that Wes Craven has created—Ghostface or Freddy Krueger or anything like that. However, he belongs on this list simply by his sheer force, his power, and his ability to turn, turn even the simplest wish into something grotesque. Case in point, when a prisoner wish that his lawyer would go fuck himself, and the djinn actually makes the lawyer fuck himself in front of him, it is scary, it is gross, it is just, it is disturbing. It's things like that, and also when you when you wish he takes your soul. I mean, what what more could you wish for than a evil evil genie that takes your soul for granting you wishes which he then turns into a malicious violent wish no matter how vague you put it. Moving on to number 7, we have Leslie Vernon. Now, this is probably one of the least known uh, villains that is going to be on this list. If you have not seen the movie Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, go see it. He is played by Nathan Bassell. I'm going to tell you the actors of the characters that are played by the same actor. Because that just to me, that, that adds to the mystique of one actor playing it. He's only appeared in one film. He's supposed to have appeared in multiple. They have never actually done in it. They was talk of a... Crossover between the Hatchet films, this film, and the Wrong Turn film. It's never came to fruition. This is one of Adam Green's, the creators of Hatchet's favorite films. Leslie Vernon starts off as a documentary following Leslie Vernon as he prepares in a world where horror movie killers are real. He prepares to join the elites of Freddie and Jason as he prepares to go on a killing spree, and there's a documentary team following him. As it does in horror movies, when he puts on the mask, which is a green baby face mask look, he wears overalls, very disheveled looking clothing. It's a it's a truly weird, terrifying looking costume that is basic, but it it does the trick. But as he prepares to join the elite in this movie and this documentary team is following him, then he all of a sudden goes on a killing spree, killing the documentary team and it is a well-done movie. It is Nothing has been done like it before or after, I'm and that might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing in your opinion, but this movie just works as it goes from being a documentary to a full-out horror film of a, like anything, of a team of people trying to survive a serial killer that is stalking them and killing them, and they actually know who it is. They've seen the person, and they still have to get away they tell he tells some of the tropes of how villains are able to keep up with characters even though it looks like they're only walking and the psychology behind it it's a very interesting film very well done very well shot and if you have not seen this film i suggest you go out and see it because it is truly one of the original horror uh, horror movies that has been put out in a long long time and Leslie Vernon is an amazing amazing character and fully deserves to be on this list and fully deserves to be on a much higher list of horror movie villains moving on to number six is the tall man from phantasm now phantasm is known it is a classic horror film but the tall man doesn't seem to get the respect he deserves among the elite of horror movie villains Played by Angus Scrim, I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. That's how it's spelled. The tall man is the character that controls the chrome orbs that our characters go and try to fall, go and try to defeat. As he brings the dead to life and he takes bodies and turns them into the demon little dwarf midget. I don't know exactly what the term is. You want me to say? people as people die he takes their bodies and they become these evil little dwarves the tall man is the one that controls the different dimensions he is the main antagonist through the films and he has been in every phantasm film all four of them dating back from the 70s to the ones they did in 2000 and it's a simple look it's a tall man with white hair balding with a black suit on, he looks like any mortician, any, any you know, funeral director that has ever been. That's what he looks like. And it, so it's nothing scary there, but it's just the facial features, the way he, he talks, the way his look is, the way he's, his facial expressions portray this violence and this anger and this sheer terror that he is set to portray. It's very well done. I love the Phantasm movies. And this character, if any of them, needs to be talked about in the big wigs. Because, I mean, he's been in four movies. He has been the titular character in all movies. And he has updated and he has changed to where it's not something completely different than what he was. But he has evolved as the movies have went on. And it is truly great at what he does. So he had to make this list, he has to be on a list, and I'm going to do a review of the Phantasm movies at some point. Moving on to number 5 is the Creeper from the Jeepers Creepers franchise, played by Jonathan Breck, One of the best looking movie monsters in a long time. The The Creeper from Jeepers Creepers is a demon that every 33 years gets to feed To replace what he needs, whether it's eyes, whether it's his lungs, heart, anything that is damaged, anything that needs repairing, he eats off victims by smelling fear. When he smells the fear and he smells what he wants and needs from that person, he takes it, he eats them. He is a truly gruesome looking villain with wings, with a sickle, wearing a trench coat and a hat driving his old school chevy pickup truck panel van wagon that be eating you is the license plate on it as many horror fans will know the movies are kind of campy and kind of weird in the way they're shot as there's they're really horrifying and they're really meant to be scary but there's just funny scenes in it and the use of the jeepers creepers song in this film is amazing the fact that i love when they take these old school songs and put them in the horror movies to make them scary because there's something about that music from back in the day song the songs like that these old schools from the, the 40s and the 30s and the 50s this these songs add that 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 bit of creepiness that a lot of horror movies miss when you're using death metal or rap music it's just that that creepiness is added to it on top of the fact that this is a scary scary looking horror movie monster the Creeper is one of the best looking ones that has been in modern history for a long time. The makeup effect was done great. The movies are genuinely very well done. And and they're suspenseful and they keep you guessing as to what's going to happen. And that's why he is on this list. Even though the director and producer is a piece of garbage. Moving on to number four, which is one of my favorites. A recent one from Rob Zombie's movie Thirty One. Doomhead, played by Richard Brake. Now, I have said this before. I think Richard Brake would be the perfect Joker for the new DC films. Off of this role by itself. If you've never seen Richard Brake, he's from Game of Thrones. He played the Ice, the White Walker King. He played him for the couple of seasons. He has been in almost every Rob Zombie film that has been done. He is a very creepy looking individual just in general sorry richard this film as he plays Doomhead, which is the 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 whole premise of the film is the fact that a group of people on a circus traveling circus get taken and they get put into this game to where they have to survive i don't know if they're having to survive 31 hours if that's why it's called 31 if it's because it's on halloween I, that's never really explained, but they have to survive this certain amount of time with different people trying to kill them for this elite, you know, money hungry, the, the pow- rich and powerful as they play this game. They go through multiple different killers, all of them is over the top and ridiculous and could be on this list as any of them before they come to the end all be all, the bad boy of them all, which is Richard Bright's character, Doomhead. When we see Doomhead come in, he goes into a trailer, he puts on this nice suit paints his face white and then begins to just punch himself repeatedly in the face until his nose is bleeding his makeup is smeared and he looks like the joker he looks like the joker and that's what he does it. he's built like the joker and I know I keep comparing it because I just this film is great he's good with knives his delivery of him saying himself I'm not a fucking clown the the way he talks as he gets real low, and he gets that Hannibal lecter you know, I don't need to yell to get your attention, or then he can get loud, and it's just the the way he is looked at. He looks like a man who has lost his mind, the man who has no no remorse in what he's doing, and it is just a very scary-looking individual, and he deserves... To be on this list. And I think he is one of the better characters that has been written in the past few years. Simply because it's a somebody who could be real. This isn't an over the top, you know, I attack you in your dreams or I can't die character. This is a man who just turns on this psycho persona when it suits him and when he's paid to do it. And because of that, I added him to this list. Richard Brake, you did an amazing job. Moving in at number three is Victor Crowley from the Hatchet film franchise 1, 2, and 3, and from Victor Crowley, the movie that just came out this past year, played by the legendary, legendary Kane Hodder. He is a deformed kid who was killed by his father when he was picked on by kids. One night on Halloween, as they threw fireworks at his house to try to get him to come out to make fun of him, they caught the house on fire. As his father returns, And Victor Crowley's locked inside the house. His dad grabs a hatchet to try to break the door down to get his son out. He didn't know his son's face was against the door. And he hits his son in the face with a hatchet, killing his son and giving him the titular name of Hatchet Face. This film franchise takes it back to the over-the-top slasher films of the 70s and the 80s. The gore is on par with anything. Adam Green does an amazing job. He's got an amazing cast in every one of the films. He has legends, not just Kane Hodder, but Tony Todd, um, Robert England. Multiple characters through the years have been making cameos in these films. The film is Again, they are over the top, they are gore-fest, they are what you want in a slasher film, and he has actually created a villain that rivals Jason and Michael Myers on the sheer form of memorability. His look of a deformed beast that comes around and haunts the swamp where he was killed, murdering people in just ingenious ways with gas power sanders and with hatchets. And just the gobs and gobs of blood and cutting people's head off and ripping their entrails out and ripping arms off. I mean, this is what you want in a horror film. This is what you want in a slasher film. This is a campy, great series of films with a very, very, very well done, very creepy looking villain Kane Hodder does an amazing job, as he always does, portraying these monsters. My hats off to him, Adam Green, for creating it. Go out of your way to see the Hatchet films. They are very well done, and I promise you, if you are a fan of horror, you will enjoy these movies. If anything, just for the campiness that comes with them. Moving on to number two is one that it was, for me to put him on this list, it's kind of a weird, because people are going to say, well, no, 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 he's definitely up there with the big boys. But he doesn't use a gift that respects he deserves. And that is Candyman. The titular character from the Candyman movies. Played by the great and very scary Tony Todd. The voice he gives this character. Is just simply terrifying. That, that deep, deep voice of Tony Todd adds so much to this character. Of a slave who was killed for you know, having having relations with a white woman and he is his hand is cut off, it is replaced by a hook, he is killed by bees being attached to him and him being stung to death. And he he terrifies the Caprini Greens projects in you know, in the city, and the character is malevolent the character is psychological the character is oddly seductive in the way he talks and moves tony todd did his amazing job playing this character who's dressed nicely who speaks not screaming he speaks with a docile tone but it's just that that deep deep seated voice of tony todd again as that terrifying aspect to it where he doesn't need to scream as he puts bees around to kill people he slices them with his hook for his hand a character that we all know if you're a horror movie franchise fan you know who the candy man is I don't need to explain it much more but he doesn't seem to get that respect that he does that the other characters the Jasons and the Freddys tend to get and I never understood why I don't understand why he's not getting that as he is he is one of the most terrifying just from the way he's portrayed. He's a ghost. He's a spirit. He's a demon. He's whatever you want to say. He's just trying to get revenge for what was done to him. And just his overall appearance is just so terrifying. I, I added him to this list because I don't think he, he gets the respect he deserves. And he deserves to be on an underrated list. Now the number one, it's going to be debatable. I understand. But I love this character. And that is Lubdan, Lubden, however you want to pronounce it, the Leprechaun from the Leprechaun series played by the original Peter Dinklage, Warwick Davis. Now, a lot of people say these movies are too funny for them, and I do admit they add a lot of jokes into it, but that adds so much to the character. The film has spanned six films which Leprechaun 1, 2, and 3, Leprechaun in Space, and 2 Leprechauns in the Hood. I understand that they go a little overboard on the jokes and the campiness at times, but the character of Lubden is so well done. The way he's written to rhyme just adds so much to the character. Warwick Davis plays this well of a of a evil leprechaun who's just out to get all of his gold and to save his gold, and he'll do it by any means necessary. Whether it's making you think you're kissing a woman's naked breast when in fact you're kissing the blades of a lawnmower, whether it's killing you by jumping on you with a pogo stick, and the fact that Jennifer Aniston's first feature film was the original Leprechaun. These movies are so much fun and so over the top, they add so much creepiness and fun to what a horror movie could be. I know that, you know, a lot of times when you watch horror, you want the just, you want scariness. You don't want fun. This, to me, adds a, they mix it well of not only having scary moments, but also having fun moments. And the the character of Lubnan is just great for that. He's a small stature, magical being. You know, he's not imposing. You would look at him and you wouldn't think he would be scary until... He actually is scary when he goes to kill you. He looks like a leprechaun. He's short. He's got the green suit. He's got the the black shoes with the buckle on. He's even got the hat. But he has the face of a demon. He has claws on his hands. He doesn't look like what you would think a leprechaun would look like while looking exactly what you would think a leprechaun would look like. This evil leprechaun doesn't care about anything but his gold. He doesn't care about nothing else and he will do whatever he needs to do to protect it and to collect it all. These films are some of my favorite horror films and this is one of my favorite horror movie villains of all time. He does not get the respect he deserves for having the franchise that he's done, for the character being brought to life the way it was brought to life, for the writing, for the directing. The movies are well done even if they are over the top and campy. And so that's why my number one pick for the most underrated horror movie villain of all time is The Leprechaun, Lovedon. Let me know what you think. Did you agree with my list? Did you not agree with my list? Did I forget anybody that you think I should? Tweet them at me at NerdPoolPod. Use the hashtag underrated. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Thank you all for joining me for another month of horror movies and horror films, and just horror in general. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You all are great, and thank you for the love and the support. Go like, share, subscribe, leave me a five-star review, leave me a rating. Let me know what you like and what you didn't like. That's all for Nerd Pool for this week, so until next time, see ya.